What is up, everybody? Welcome to the first ever Dudes Who Bet Sports. So you want to bet sports, but you need some advice on how to cash in big at a heck of a price. Well, if you want enough money to line your shorts, then you're in the right place. This is Dudes Who Bet Sports. Dudes Who Bet Sports. It's your favorite show. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Where degenerates go? Dudes Who Bet Sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, Associated Press is full of shit. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dudes Who Bet Sports Show. What's up today, Papa Dude? Not much. Uh, just watching it rain after a beautiful day yesterday, which couldn't be any better. Nothing and more exciting cold. than looking out and watching it rain. Yes, and uh, it's cold. <laughs> and uh, I've got coffee tonight because I'm kind of cold. I don't know about you, but it's chilly over here in southwest Missouri. And you're in Southwest Missouri too. Is it still raining over there? It's it, it is raining. Um, here I'll look out the window and watch it. Yes, it is raining. Um, I think we have a big crowd tonight. People driving back from opening day at Will Rogers Downs probably have the show on and listening. So uh, welcome to everybody that's doing that uh, tonight. Uh, hopefully you had a successful opening day at Will Rogers Downs. Did you? Is the question. Did I? Yes. I, and I didn't uh, worry about Will Rogers Downs today. We were going to go. Yeah. And had it all planned. Uh, most racetracks are no place to be when it's pouring down rain. And Will Rogers is the absolute worst place to be when it's pouring down rain because the wind's blowing too. There is no inside seating. And you are going to get soaked nowhere, no matter where you are, unless you just go to the simulcast room and, and watch it from there. And I don't like to do that when I'm at the track. Yeah, so, you're going to. Go to the simulcast room. You can just watch it on your computer at, exactly. at home. That's... Yeah. So we're going to go next Monday, I think. Yeah, 78 degrees uh, next Monday uh, right now for, for Will Rogers down Claremore, Oklahoma, and no rain all week next week there. Uh, if you are playing Will Rogers, rain today, tomorrow, and Wednesday. Uh, there was definitely a track bias today. Usually when it rains outside, closers are what you want today. Come up the rail. I don't know if you watched, yeah. but almost every horse came yeah. up the rail to win today. I, I know. I took your advice. You know, I read your uh, tweet today, and, yeah. and, and you watched Will Rogers more than anybody I know. Yep. And, you know, I forgot it was on. And when I turned it on, it seemed like every horse came up the rail and it, won today, just the opposite. So it was very interesting. The first three, uh, let's say four races, actually, they all were coming from the outside, coming from the outside. And then it really started to pour. I mean, yeah. pour like <laughs> buckets. And then the last five races, they all came inside. So yeah. it's definitely a quirky track. You can catch something like that at that track uh, if you pay attention. So uh, we'll see what tomorrow brings. Supposed to be a lot more rain in the forecast, so it'll be very sloppy again tomorrow. Uh, it was like running through a river those last two or three races today. It was. It, it, it was wild. It yeah. was a mess. <laughs> they would turn for home and the camera would just get so yeah. rain. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't <laughs> want to knock Will Rogers. I have just as much. I have a lot of fun there. It's a lot of fun to go. So. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I'm not yeah. I'm not making fun of it at all. I, I love yeah. it. So It is what it is. And it doesn't claim to be anything different. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the big thing, uh, who is the best trainer at Will Rogers? Scott Young is the best trainer. Very good. Yes. At Will Rogers. Uh, he's he's uh, one of the best in Oklahoma, period. Scott Young is a guy 
you want to watch. Also, Roger Engel does a very good job, wins a lot of races. Those are the two uh, that you really want to watch at, yeah. at Will Rogers. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Dennis says, hey, Will Rogers is a great thing. It is. It's fun. There's usually big fields. Um, you know, not quite the money bet there that there was two years ago during the pandemic when them and Fauna were the only thing open on Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays, but uh, still very good pools. I think both pick fives paid over a thousand dollars today, so it's it's tough. And yeah, uh, Boyd Caster, not Caster Boyd, Boyd Caster. <laughs> you you already started drinking early tonight, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> Boyd Caster, also a very good trainer at Will Rogers as well. Russ says he knows nothing about Will Rogers. Well, just watch this show. We'll talk about it. I'm That's thinking nice. we might do a show on Sunday next week and do the pick four from Will Rogers. Oh, now that would be interesting. Yeah, for Monday. I think that's what we'll do. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Wethy, Floyd Wethy, uh, the jockey and young, is Will Rogers' version of Irad and Chad. So <laughs> That's right. There you go. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's fun. Uh, we'll definitely be there next week. Like I said, we'll probably do a special Sunday show on Dudes Who Bet Sports. We'll recap uh, NCAA basketball next week, and then we will do uh, up the pick four from Will Rogers. So hopefully get some, you know, people, uh, and get some people uh, going. So. Right, and you know, we could. So that last game on Sunday might still be playing while we were doing the show. That might be kind of cool. You know, we could go, yeah, let me look that up real quick. We could go live during the last game. That would be That would be fun. Yeah. Uh, on Sunday, those games, they start them out. It seems to me like they get over a little bit early on Sunday. They didn't last night, but uh, I think on those final, those Sweet 16 games, uh, which this, you're, you know what, though? This will be the Elite Eight, so there'll only be two games on Sunday, so I bet it'll be done. Yeah, right now it says TBD, so we don't know. Okay. Um, but anyway, yeah, we'll be around. And we can talk about it one way or the other. So, well, while we're talking about the tournament, we might as well get into it and, and talk about it. It was a crazy first week of the NCAA tournament. I'll go ahead and pull up the bracket up on the screen now. There it is. And, boy, I need to zoom in on that. That's way too far out for anybody to see. There we go. That's a little bit better. Uh, all right. Let's just start right here with the yeah, West Region. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, a, a few of these games, but but pretty much the one seed holds form. Gonzaga goes to the Sweet 16. They took care of Georgia State rather easily in the second half, close in the first half. Right. The Gonzaga-Memphis game may have been the best game as far as well-played basketball of the whole uh, first two rounds. What do you think? It was one of them. That is for sure. It was a great game. Uh, late game on Sunday or Saturday, mm-hmm. which – I don't understand why you have one of your feature teams playing at nine o'clock uh, central time, right around there anyway, which is 10 in the East. Yeah. Everybody's bitching about that. That's in the East. And I don't blame you. Uh, why would you have one of your better games or better teams? That's one of your feature teams that people really want to watch. Mm-hmm. I would think mm-hmm. and you have them play in the last game. I, I don't know what they're thinking sometimes, but uh, yeah, Gonzaga is, is uh, they did what they're supposed to do. They got to the Sweet 16. They weren't overly impressive, and I think a lot of people are doubting them a little bit. Uh, that Memphis team is dangerous. You said it on Wednesday, I believe, when we had our show, that this is a team that is dangerous. And, you know, they they have athletes, and, and they really rose to the occasion. Are you doubting Gonzaga a little bit now? 
No, I'm not. Uh, yeah, Memphis being pretty good was one of the few opinions I got right. Uh, they, they were good. They gave them a battle. Uh, no, I'm not doubting Gonzaga. I think you just got to get through these first couple of rounds if you're a high seed like that, or a low seed, I should say, like that, but a highly ranked uh, a team like Gonzaga. Uh, let's talk about who they're going to have to play, though, and maybe that could give us some doubts. Arkansas, they get to the Sweet 16. Uh, we thought there would be a couple of tough games, starting with Vermont, and it was. Vermont played them very tough. Arkansas pulls away. Well, they really didn't pull away, but they edged away late. And then Arkansas and New Mexico State set back basketball about 20 years with one of the worst basketball games I've ever seen. Arkansas does win 53 to 48 to get to the Sweet 16. To me, they're going to have to play a lot better to, to beat Gonzaga. Yeah. It, when you look at how they played against New Mexico State, did they overlook them? I don't know. They got a real break when New Mexico State beat UConn. You know, and it gave them an easier game. They could have could have affected them mentally. I don't know. New Mexico State was pretty good. And that uh, New Mexico State Connecticut game was a good one. Uh, so they are like Gonzaga. They did what they're supposed to do. And as Russ said, if I was an Arkansas fan, I would have been the same way because I would have been sitting there thinking to myself, we got a break here in the round of 32 getting to Mexico state instead of UConn, are we going to blow it? You know, I would have been thinking that if I was an Arkansas fan. So it sets up a really good battle between them and Gonzaga in the sweet 16. And that's the way it, the seating said it should go. And it went that way. Yeah, absolutely. It should be a pretty good game. And as Russ said, uh, the previous comment, you know, Memphis played their way into a bad seed. And that's just all it yeah. is. Right? If you take the last 10 games of the season, Memphis looked like a, you know, four seed, five seed. Yeah. And, but you take the whole season and that's, that's what happened. Um, all right. Over on the other side, uh, it was Texas tech and they did it. How Texas tech does it ugly. <laughs> looked like they were beat the whole way against Notre Dame. Notre Dame had a nice little run. Looked like they were going to get them. Texas yeah. tech uglies it up and wins that thing at the end. Uh, what do you think of the Red Raiders? Just like we said, I was really shocked at the way they played in the first round. Yeah. I don't know when I've seen a Texas Tech team score 97 points. That's uh, That was a surprise to me. I thought that would be a fairly decent game. It wasn't. Uh, you got to give Notre Dame a lot of credit. I thought they played incredibly well. All the way back to, I believe it was Wednesday night, that double overtime game with Rutgers – Great game. I don't usually watch those play-in games much, but I couldn't pull away from that. That was a tremendous game that a lot of people didn't see, probably. And what a game that was. Either team could have won and beat Alabama. It didn't yeah. matter which one it was. Alabama's a joke. That was a that was a horrible seed by the committee. Just pathetic. Yep. And uh, to have them at number six. But I, I was really impressed with how Notre Dame played. They're one of those teams. There's several of them in this tournament that you don't want to play. They're one of them. And anyway, uh, Tech beat them. I heard their coach after the game. I don't know whether you saw him interviewed yep. or not, but he, he says, it was his thoughts, or his thoughts were mine exactly. They ask you what happened, how'd you win it? And he goes, I don't know. Yeah. He said, no idea how we won. Yeah. Because they did play terrible. Or not, not real good. And they still won, and that's what they do. So here they are where they're supposed to be. Boy, those players love that old guy. I tell you what, that was yeah, kind of fun do. to watch. He he basically was – he said exactly what he said. Like, I have no idea how we won that game, but those players love that guy. So that was they cool do. to kind of see them celebrate. It is. 
I'm rooting for a lot of fun. Uh, speaking of another old guy who got a win, how about Coach K? He's going to make it to the Sweet 16. Um, as, as Heather said, my God, he looks old as she was watching this game yeah. with Michigan State and Tom Izzo. Uh, big win, big win here. I thought this was a great game. I thought Michigan it State was. was very entertaining. Duke earned it. Uh, and, yeah, they'll go on to play Tech. And uh, so what are your thoughts on the, on the Blue Devils and their run so far? Well, you know, I think Tom Izzo looks older than Coach K myself. I don't know whether he is or not. He may be about the same age. Well, you know, Heather thought Izzo looked a little younger than Coach K. Oh, okay. Well, so, okay. Uh, I, I don't know how old either one of them are. I really don't. Uh, they got to be. I don't know. What is Coach K? Probably 70, 71, something like that, probably. He's old as dirt. I know that. Yeah, he's been around a long time, and, and uh, Tom Izzo is too. That was a, a, a really good game. Uh, I thought Duke came through like they're supposed to. I think they were a little better than Michigan State, but that Duke Tech game is going to be a good one. Yeah, uh, kind of a conflicting styles, and it's just going to yeah. depend on which style wins out. Are we going to ugly it up for Texas Tech, or will Duke be able to get to run? So, um, all right, let's move. I think Aaron looks old compared to you. Well, yeah, you're like 20 years old, aren't you, or something like that? Uh, Coach K is 75. For us. 75. Wow, 75. I didn't know he was that old. 75. And I'm looking old compared to a lot of people. I'm 38 now, so that's uh, that's that's old. All right. Let's go on to the East, and uh, boy, we should. We're dumb. You and I are dumb. Uh, we thought North Carolina would probably win. We were too chicken to pick them, and North Carolina wins. They beat Baylor in a classic game. Baylor down 25 points. Former OU player Brady Manick gets kicked out of the game. And then all of a sudden, here comes Baylor on a tremendous run, gets to overtime, but could not beat the uh, Tar Heels in overtime. North Carolina wins it, and they will play UCLA, who – Really didn't look great in either game, but survived. So what are your thoughts on this? I mean, North Carolina, UCLA, that's a, that's a game that's going to get a lot of people fired up. Well, and like you said, that's an all-uniform game. Yep. You said that last week because we thought the UCLA was going to be playing Indiana yep. in the uh, round of 32. This is a, the all-time all-uniform game for sure. Yep. Uh, yeah, why don't we ever listen to what we think? So yeah, we, we sat there and said – you don't want to play North Carolina. You just don't any yeah. time in this tournament. I just thought Baylor was so much better than them, and they played in Fort Worth, which is sort of a home court advantage for them. I just thought they would win that game, and I really did. And then when they came all the way back and didn't get it done in overtime, and that happens a lot. When you get so far behind, you work so hard to catch up, and you don't have any energy, energy left mm -hmm. to uh, – Pull it off. Um, I never thought I'd say that Bear, uh, Brady Manick would make a difference. <laughs> when he went That's to North Carolina, I thought, what in the world would they want him for? Yeah. And I'm going to have to say now, if Brady Manick was at Oklahoma playing like he did at North Carolina, the Sooners would have been in the tournament because he's the kind of player they don't have. Yeah. That's why they can't win uh, close games. But uh, Baylor's one of the most disappointing teams. I, I made a list of disappointing teams, and they're one of them. Yeah, you know they should have they should have gotten to the Sweet Sixteen and didn't. Uh, hard to defend your championship, no doubt about it. But we said they weren't a number one seed, and they weren't. As far as UCLA, they win the way they usually do. Mm -hmm. You know they they're not overly impressive. They don't score a lot of points. I knew Akron would give them a real battle. And they almost lost that game, but they didn't. 
thought they were really impressive against St. Mary's, though. Mm-hmm. St. Mary's killing Indiana surprised me. They just beat snot out of them. Yeah. So this is going to be a good one. Uh, I think UCLA will beat them, but I think it'll be it'll be a dogfight for sure. A lot of things happen when you get to the Sweet 16. You then have three or four days to prepare. Mm-hmm. You don't have that between the round of six, the first round and the second round. You got one day. That's it. You got to go play. Now you can watch film. You can sit down. You can map out a game plan. Usually the best teams come to the top when we get to the Sweet 16. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And I think uh, that kind of leads into this next <laughs> next bracket here. Purdue advances to the Sweet 16. That's no surprise. A team that probably wants to be playing right now is St. Peter's. Unfreaking believable. St. Peter's defeats Kentucky. And then 31-2, and two, Murray State goes down as well. St. Peter's is in the Sweet 16. They're going to match up with Purdue. This is one of the most improbable teams to ever make the Sweet 16. Oh, no doubt about it. I never even gave them a thought in that first game. No. And what has gotten me is this team is athletic. Don't they look athletic to you? They do. How did they not win the MAC? The not the MAC, the Mid Atlantic, whatever it is. Yeah, it's not that either, is it? Yeah, I think it is. How in the world did they lose eleven games playing in that league? I don't know. And I watched them one time, one once this year. They play on Friday nights a lot, and wasn't anything else on. And I didn't watch the whole thing, but they got drilled by somebody, yeah. and. And then they made a good run through the tournament. Iona is the team in that league that everybody was high on because Rick Patino coaches at Iona. So they got a little bit of notoriety because of that. Uh, but the mystery to me is how did they lose this many games with, with the athleticism that they have? Uh, I did not think they could play two games in a row like that. I just didn't. Yeah, I do think Murray State overlooked them. And I wasn't that high on Murray State. And again, Murray State's sitting there thinking they were going to play Kentucky. Yep. And suddenly they get St. Peter's and they're thinking, well, we got them. we're into the Sweet 16. And they f- forgot to show. I thought they just looked god awful in that game. But every time St. Peter's needed to make a play, they did. And mm-hmm. they they hit those outside shots and, and they're hitting everything they shoot. It's going to come to an end. It's funny, we were talking, I was talking to Jared, who really doesn't follow it, but of course, fills out a bracket, everybody fills out a bracket, and uh, he was like, man, like, I've never even heard of this team. I said, even for somebody who's watched them a couple times, I'm in shock. Oh, totally. Like, Vinny texted me, he said, dude, I went and watched them play Sienna, and Sienna beat them by 20. Maybe that's the game I saw on TV, I think it is. I think it is, yeah, he went and watched them, and he said, he said, I just... I can't believe it. He's like, it's not like Sienna's a power, you know? So it makes no sense. This is unexplained. There's, there's a few teams that are unexplainable. This one is the most unexplainable one. And, and you know, you see this sometimes, you know, not player, but here's Kentucky tradition, tournament tested. Well, you know, good coach loaded with players (laughs) everywhere. So I will be in the pros. And they can't put them away. They went ahead and couldn't put them away. Yeah, we Jared and I were live on Bleakers Off when this game was going on, and they got Kentucky got up like five or six. We yeah. got a lot of time left, and we we 
kind of went away from it. We're like, well, we'll just check the score and make sure they won. And we checked it back and it's like, oh my God, they're tied. You know, it's like, yeah. how did that happen? Yeah. I know. Yeah. Well, and then I think it was, yeah, in overtime, they missed five out of six free throws. Yeah, they couldn't make a free throw. Yeah. yeah. And you can't do that. And yeah. that's kind of a sign of maybe choking a little bit. The pressure is immense. And we're I'm going to get, get into it here in a minute about, you know, my observations of what these first one, two, and three seeds, how, how they can get to the Sweet 16, what has to happen. Uh-huh. And you might, if I, you might want, to, I might go ahead and get into it now. Uh, we have one, uh, three of the number ones are still alive. Yep. But let's look at the three and what happened. You got Gonzaga who had to win in overtime mm-hmm. to get there. Arizona, which we'll talk about in a minute, had to do the same thing. Kansas got taken to the wire before they got there. Okay, only two number twos made it. Kentucky got beat. And uh, Auburn, which shouldn't have been a number two, but they got beat. And only two number threes made it. Yep. Got a red-hot Tennessee team that played like absolute dog shit. <laughs> that was pathetic. I mean, I, I, I'm sitting there in shock yeah. in that game. And then Wisconsin, who was worse. Yep. And so it takes mental focus. You have to be mo- focused. You have to take everybody seriously. But I think the number one thing is you got to be able to respond to the pressure of being that high seated. And these first two rounds are tough. So out of 12 teams, seven of them are still alive and five are out. Yeah. And most of them were legit one, twos, and threes. I think really the only one you can argue is probably Auburn shouldn't have been that high yeah. with their record. But anyway, back to this. I, I was impressed with Purdue. I want to talk about Purdue a little bit. I thought they took care of Yale. Uh uh, Texas shot the ball extremely well in this tournament, which they haven't done. They shot the lights out of it against Virginia Tech and beat them. And then they shot the ball really well against Purdue. And I thought Purdue really answered. I was impressed with Purdue. I'm waiting for them to get that big win. Uh, I think they kill St. Peter's, but but who knows? I, I, I think Purdue's in the Elite Eight. I, I Again, they better not get beat. That would just be – I I would fire the coach and everybody. <laughs> well, listen, it, it's it's going to be really interesting because they're the highest seed, be, be, being Purdue, they're the highest seed left in this thing. They're, they should be the favorites to win this. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they, they, should. they should. Remember what we said Wednesday, Purdue is very good. They haven't been able to win a game to get great. Yep. This is not one you have to win to get oh, great. The next one is. <laughs> the next but one the is. The next one is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And this is their chance. And they are loaded. They've got great players. That Ivy is a tremendous player. Yeah. This is their chance. And will they be able to respond? Because I tell you what, it is not going to be easy to, if they don't choke against St. Peter's, it's not going to be easy to beat UCLA or North Carolina either one. So yeah. we'll see what happens. Uh, before we move on to the Midwest, the uh, bracket, and then don't worry, we'll get to Jawan Howard there, JL. But before we move on, uh, Dennis says a lot of talk swirling about Ke- uh, Kentucky fans uh, about firing Calipari. Why? Yeah, it's a terrible <laughs> loss. There's it no is. I mean, I don't think they're firing him, but wow. Well, okay, it is a loss. And this is the thing about coaching that's so tough. Why is it his fault? I mean, he didn't play. 
Yeah. Now, you can argue he didn't have them ready. Well, I guarantee you they sat down with those players and told them, this is the NCAA tournament. You better be ready to play. Mm -hmm. And they just overlooked him. And then the other thing is St. Saint Peter's played lights out. They played so much better against Kentucky than they did Murray State, and they played good against Murray State. I just don't think you fire a guy like that. I just don't know why it's all his fault, yeah. unless there's more going on that I don't know about. Maybe there is. I don't know. It's, it's a bad look. You can't lose that game, period. Yeah. I think that's I, do, uh, I do want to answer one of Isaac's questions because he's got ADHD and he gets bored <laughs> if I don't answer his questions. He wanted to know who I want to win the championship. Isaac, mm -hmm. that is easy. Easy peasy. The Houston Cougars for me. What about well, you? Let's move up to Houston. Well, since you said that, let's move up to them uh, and talk about their matchup because Arizona wins two games, but boy, you want to talk about a, a gut riching game. They got really, really lucky to beat TCU. Extremely lucky. They totally fouled TCU with a tie game with 2.2 seconds left in that game, and it was not called uh, a crazy ending. Then their idiot player gets the ball, and, and instead of just laying it up and winning the game at, at the buzzer, he tries to dunk it, and the ball didn't leave his hands. It was wild. Go watch it. It was. Arizona survives. They're really lucky. Houston, on the other hand, they beat the hell out of two teams that I kind of thought they could lose to very easily. They look darn good. They look like maybe the best team after two games. Uh, that Arizona game, you know, that was it was late. God, what time did they get over? Uh, midnight? See, that's about? another one. It's Sunday night. Like, what the hell? Why are we on so late on a Sunday night? I don't get it. But anyway. Well, I, you know, we had three games in the daytime. Three. There was eight games on Sunday. Yeah. And we had an 11 o'clock game, a 1.30 game, and a 4, 4.20, whatever game. And then we have the final five games at night. And they're all stacked against each other. I don't get at it. At one time, three games were on the same channel. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we're on different channels. Yeah. So you had three games going at the same time is what I'm trying to say. Well, why didn't you kind of spread those out a little bit? Yeah, I, I don't understand. And again, a lot of people want to see Arizona, don't they? I would think they're one of your top teams. Wouldn't yeah. you, you? Why would you? What time did that game start around nine o'clock? Yeah. Our yeah, time? Yep. 10 o'clock in the East. Yep. Yeah. It's just stupidity. And, uh, but anyway, that last part of that game, again, if you didn't see it, YouTube it. Yeah. They knocked that TC player down almost. Yep. The ball comes loose. And the Arizona player, instead of shooting the ball, tried to dunk it, and the clock ran out and went into overtime, and, and, and Arizona beat him. Uh, we've seen TC, TCU a lot because they're in the Big 12, and we see the Big 12 here all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, what a performance by TCU. And not only in that game, but in the first round. Just throttling Seton Hall. Uh, TCU played fantastic, had Arizona beat. Um, yeah, the Wildcats are very lucky to get there. Explain to me where that came from. Because mm -hmm. I haven't seen TCU play that good all year. No. Uh, they're they're very tough. They're very well coached. And yeah. they're very physical. But the talent that came out, and I guess it's just 
adrenaline, just the, the competition of it all, and you get to playing good yeah. and, and, and shooting the ball well is contagious, and you just start making plays, and the other team's not clicking quite like they were. But this was another game uh, where Arizona got up about eight or nine with three or four minutes to go, and I thought, well, they finally have got him. In fact, I was thinking, okay, I can finally go to bed. As two nights in a row, I'd stay up way past my bedtime. Yeah. And next thing, oh, I know what happened. They came down and hit a three and fouled him. And they got a four-point four play. Yeah. And suddenly the nine-point lead's five, and then the next thing you know, it's tied. Very fortunate. And and wasn't this the game, too, where Arizona, yeah, Arizona had hit a three to tie it? Yes. One of those last 17 seconds. Yes. They were down three. And yep. hit a three to tie it, and there was about 17 seconds to go. And once again, we see a team just stand out there and dribble the damn basketball instead of running something. Yep. And they they did foul them, but but they really yeah. you know, they shouldn't have been out there just dribbling them. How many times do we see these teams in the last 15, 16 seconds have a guard just stand out there and dribble a damn ball, and the rest of them just standing around looking at him? Yeah, it's crazy. And then they get off a god awful shot. Yeah. Anyway, back to uh, Houston. Uh, God, were they not awesome yesterday? Mm -hmm. They I couldn't were. Believe it. Uh, they uh, got way ahead of uh, UAB in the first round. UAB took a shot at them. They answered. Uh, very impressive. They are the best rebounding team in the tournament. I've yeah. never seen a team rebound like they do. They very seldom get up, give up an offensive rebound, and they get a bunch of them. The key to them is they're shooting the ball well. If they do that, I think they beat Arizona. It's just a question of mark if they keep shooting it. Uh, there's no doubt they're they're the best coach team there is. Uh, they're not going to get beat because they're not coached well. Uh, so I think they're full of confidence right now. Remember about three weeks ago, they went through a two-game losing streak. Yeah, they didn't look good. Drilled, looked mm -hmm. awful. I think now they won like 11 in a row. I, if I was Arizona, I'd be scared to death of them. Now, here's the deal. They're going to get Arizona's attention. Yeah. And they got three days to prepare for them. So this is going to be a tremendous game. Look at the time, 9.59. It means it's going to start around 9 o'clock. Yep. Yeah, it, it's going to be a classic. I think this is going to be really good. JL points out something, too. When Arizona was down three, they ran like 20, 25 seconds yeah. off that clock. And I'm screaming at the TV like, what are you I doing? <laughs> yeah, you're down three. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're not down one. You're down yeah. three. If you miss it, what are you going to do? Yeah. You know? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Everybody seems to agree with that premise that you're talking about. Of, My God, just – dribbling around and wasting time and it's, it's incredible it's, it's mind-numbing but anyway should be a classic all right villanova uh took care of business twice we we knew that was going to happen explain this one to me michigan goes to the sweet 16 they beat colorado state and they beat tennessee this is a team we thought had no business being in the tournament we hated that they were in the tournament they're in the sweet 16 and it's not like the Big Ten backed them up. The Big Ten did nothing either. No. You know, Purdue's in it, obviously. But out of nine teams, only two remain. Right. Michigan is one of them. I could see them beating Colorado State. Yeah. That didn't surprise me much. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the Mountain West was awful. Yeah. And uh, I'm getting to it, Russ. Uh, all of you guys are waiting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
I was so pissed yesterday. Was it <laughs> yesterday they won? Yeah. Or was it Saturday? Yeah. Whatever the hell day it was. I had never been so mad at a team in my life than it was Tennessee. And oh, I was pissed off. Tennessee had been playing so good. Mm-hmm. I thought they would run them out of the gym. You know, at least win by 10. Because they showed no effects of being nervous in the first round. Yeah. I know Longwood wasn't any good, but still, they killed them. That was never a game. Yeah. And some of these high-seeded teams had trouble with some of these teams. They didn't. And they just got throttled. They looked like they'd never played ball before. Again, I think they got it tied there once, and then they just fell apart. I am so mad at them. I hate them. Um, I am so glad that Michigan's playing Villanova because Villanova's going to hit them in the mouth, I think. Uh, I hope. Um, the thing is, here's another thing that pisses me off. All year long, Michigan's had talent. We've all known it. Yeah. What do they do? They sneak in. This is what pisses me off. They shouldn't be in the tournament. They did not earn it. Yet we put them in there anyway because they're Michigan. Okay. Now they've decided to play. Yeah. Hell, they may go all the way. Who knows? <laughs> with a team with a record that shouldn't even been in there. It's... But I've always said you lose 14, you're not that good. Somebody's going to beat you. Yeah. They're not coming out of that region, but I will say this, you know, we were, we were, uh, a friend of mine and I were talking, uh, at the half of the Colorado state Michigan game, Colorado state was killing them. It wasn't and they Michigan looked like they're going to one and done. Mm-hmm. And they came back and, you know, he said, well, the mountain West, maybe they're not very good. Tennessee will murder them and it, who cares? I think I'm with you. Like I think Villanova will beat them, but I thought Tennessee would beat them too. So. I don't know. I'm scratching my head. I can't explain it. I don't think they're beating Nova. Villanova is they're they're just classy. That's all they are. Yeah. They got a great coach. He's been through this so many times. He knows how to get teams ready. Yeah. Um I I, I would be afraid if they were playing somebody else for sure. But if they go to the final four, I'm not watching it. <laughs> I don't think they're going to the final four. I I uh I I was just shocked. This was the one now St. Peter's obviously the number one, but Michigan beating Tennessee was just a really real surprise. But you know what? And again, Michigan deserves credit. Don't get me wrong, but they beat up on the Mountain West, who obviously we had them all over in. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a fact. The SEC sucked too, right? Oh. They're they the worst. one team in, and that was Arkansas, and they were very fortunate to make it. Yeah, I wrote all this down. Uh, I, I wanted to bring that up. Yeah. You got, okay, you had a number two seed, Kentucky. They didn't win a game. You had a number two seed, Auburn. They won the first one, lost the second one. So yeah. there's a two, two twos that are out. Alabama was pathetic. LSU was pathetic. Tennessee was a three. A lot of people picked Tennessee to win it all, and they didn't get out of the second round, the only team that did was Arkansas. So the SEC is the worst team in the conference. You can knock the Big Ten all you want. The SEC is worse. They're worse. What did you think of Juwan Howard giving the Tennessee guy a hug? I thought that was classy of him. Oh, that made me puke too. He did that for television. Come on, guys. 
Come on. JL is loving every minute of Can't this. you see a fake when you see it? Come on. I got to go hug this guy to make it make me look good since I did that stupid thing. But come on. Well, it was nice of him. That kid was. Oh, psycho. well, yeah, it's nice of him. I wonder if he'd have hugged him if they got beat. Course, <laughs> no, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have been punching. crying then. So. <laughs> Magic like in JL's comments. I am too. No, that's fine. I, I don't. <laughs> I, I just don't buy that. And of course, of course, TV's got to get it on there, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look at him. He's so great. Anyway. It felt like a made-for-TV moment, and, and all is right. I Listen, well, I said it all along. If Juwan Howard would have been 25-5 and five when he punched that guy, nobody in Michigan would have cared. No, absolutely not. And now that they're in the Sweet 16, nobody cares. No. It's all about winning and losing. That's yeah, what it's all Juwan go. Yeah. I mean, that's just it. And, and guess what? If they lose in a Sweet 16 by 15 or 20 points – they're still going to hate him, you know. So it's, yeah. it's all. Well, about I mean, I don't, I don't want to take away from what Michigan did. I mean, yeah. they've they've raised their game, and that's what you're supposed to do. But you shouldn't be in the tournament, Michigan. Sorry. <laughs> all right, let's go to the last one, the Midwest. Boy, this Kansas team, uh, they they went easy in, in the first round, obviously. But I thought Creighton was going to beat them the whole game. I thought, oh my God, Creighton's beating them. And give Kansas credit, they pulled this game out. And again. There are some higher seeds that got beat and weren't able to pull it out. Kansas right. did, so give them credit. But I think the most surprising team, as far as how well they played, is Providence. I thought yes. they played really good two rounds in a row. Yeah. That's a really good game, KU and Providence. Oh, I think so. And and and, and Providence is the most underrated team in the country, um, not only by the voters, but by Vegas. Vegas doesn't have doesn't have much regard for them either, and I guess it's because they've played so many close games. Uh, they just beat the snot out of Richmond, yeah. and I was a little bit afraid of that game. Um, yeah, but you know, they they beat South Dakota State, which uh, a lot of us picked the Jackrabbits. I think mainly because we liked them, uh, wanted to see well, them. Okay. I, uh, I picked South Dakota State because they are a great shooting team. Yeah. And they shot the ball so damn bad in this game yeah. that I got so mad watching yeah. this. Because I thought if if you can hold Providence to 66, yeah. you're, yeah. you're going to win. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So uh, this next matchup, Kansas and Providence, I'm going to have to do some thinking on this because this is the type of team that Kansas doesn't want to play. They're hard physical. They're not going to back down from you. They're they're tested in the Big East. Uh, they're going to be coming in as underdogs. This is not the type of team you want to have to beat. Uh, this will be tough. It really will. Um, the, the 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 team that butchered it up in this one's Iowa. They they were awful against uh, Richmond. And yeah, so, Iowa played tremendously bad, no doubt yeah. about it. Now on the flip side. The Iowa State Cyclones, who are improbable to be in this point. And listen, I must I like Iowa State. It's like I have nothing against them, but for them to beat LSU and Wisconsin, it, it impossible before this yeah. thing started. They do, they didn't really look impressive in either one, but no. they won. And then Miami is who they'll play. But like I said, we knew Auburn was gonna get beat. Yep. It was just a matter of when, not if. 
Auburn's embarrassing. They got ran off the floor against Miami. Yeah. Give me a break. Yeah. Uh, let's do the Iowa State one first. I think I'm more surprised. Well, I'm not more surprised than St. Peter's, but this is the shocker for me. I could see him beating LSU because LSU is going through some turmoil. Um, you know, interim coach. That's hard to coach your first game in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. But Wisconsin in Milwaukee, and you score 54 points mm-hmm. and win the freaking game. Wisconsin, you need your ass kicked. Yeah. There is no excuse for you losing that game. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was the worst game of the tournament, mainly because I was so mad. It but, was a horrible uh, game. It was a horrible game. I thought the LSU game was terrible. I don't think any team could have played any worse than LSU did. So Iowa State, I guess we got to give them credit for making yeah. those teams look so bad. Yeah. And you got to give them credit. They came into the tournament 20 and 12, and I think they'd lost 11 out of their last 18 and snuck in there just barely and sucked it up and went in there and won. So you got to give them credit. Uh, and you're right. Look what's coming up out of that. Holy cow. They could make it to the Elite Eight. They could. I don't think I, – I like Miami a lot. And let's go on another rant here about our wonderful experts, media, and all this crap. Your Jay Billis is all these – nice name, Jay Billis. Mm-hmm. All those big mouth assholes that said the ACC is so weak. Well, let's see here. We got Duke. We got 10th-seeded Miami. Mm-hmm. And we got 8th-seeded North Carolina. Three teams out of the 16 from the ACC. That don't sound too damn weak to me. No, and Miami will be a favorite to beat Iowa State. They looked very good in both games. I, I think they look like the better team. I uh, North Carolina, UCLA. UCLA will be the favorite, but that's, to me, that's Classic. a toss-up game. And Duke-Texas Tech is a, a – Texas Tech, I think, is a one-point favorite, but it's another toss-up. So, I think it helps all three of them get in. have two to three teams in the Elite Eight. Yeah, and then you got uh, Notre Dame's in the ACC. They played fantastic yeah. in this tournament. So, oh, I hope all three of them get in there. And by the way, I haven't heard Joe Lenardi or anybody say they were wrong. Have you? <laughs> no. No, but you haven't said you were wrong about Michigan either. So I can- I, I'm wrong. I will say it. I am dead wrong. But they, I'm not going to say they should have been in the tournament. No. <laughs> No, I'm not saying that. You're well, then you're not admitting you were wrong. <laughs> no, I'm wrong that they won a couple of games. Yeah. But I'll go to my grave arguing that a 17 and 14 team should be in this tournament. No. <laughs> you got to win games. That's yeah. the bottom line. Do you think a 17 and 14 Rice team would be in there? No. A 17 and 14 Mississippi? A 17 and 14 Mississippi State? A 17 and 14 Kansas State? No. No, they would not be in there. It's that simple. And it's uh, not because yeah. I think Oklahoma should be in there. No. 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 Anybody that watched one game of Oklahoma knows they shouldn't be in there. So well, I almost, and again, if you go on Twitter and you knock Oklahoma in any way, you are, you're scarred for life. You it's, are a turncoat. All of them were babying around about after they beat Missouri State the other night. Big whoopee, who doesn't beat Missouri State whenever they have to win a game? Yeah. They can't win a game they have to. 
That was a real big deal. Everybody goes, oh, we should have been in the tournament. We should have been in the tournament. Well, you can't even beat St. Bonaventure on your home court. Yeah. No, you shouldn't be in a tournament. People are insane to think Oklahoma should have been in. I mean, yeah. they aren't any good. Neither they should Michigan. Be. Listen, basketball is a tough thing, uh, you know, to, to be successful when you can't do the basic thing. Put yeah. the ball through yeah. the hole. They, are, they can't score. And when you can't score, you can't beat anybody if it's any good. I'm well, okay. Michigan getting in the tournament is a joke. Sorry. It's a joke. Yeah. I don't care if they win the damn tournament. They shouldn't have been in it. They shouldn't have. They did not earn their way in. You have to win games. It's like all these little kids' tournaments, everybody gets a trophy. That's what it's like. Mm. You didn't deserve it. You didn't win the games you had to win. And you get in because you're Michigan. That's the only reason you're in there. Come on, Villanova. I feel bad for the Mountain West. Like I said, Marcus fan, this is going to set them back. I mean, they were not competitive in these You're games. right. And that was, honestly, the Mountain West sucking like that was my like biggest whiff of the tournament. I, yeah. I thought they would win a game or two and they yeah, just, they, yeah, that was a bad deal. Uh, yeah. I agree, Mark. That's, that's, that's a bad uh, thing for them. Uh, yeah. Not sure they deserve four teams to be honest, but they were tough all season. Uh, yeah. Uh, Joe Andrew classy the guys, classy. He really is. I, Hope you're kidding. Listen, I'm going to go back. Listen, I don't care. The, the I said it when it happened on the on the show. Oh, I don't either. This is they're blowing this way out of proportion. I agree. We did that night. We yeah. both did. Yeah, I am totally not against Jawan Howard. So no, and if you if you if you watch and if you remember, I blamed the Wisconsin coach just as much as I did Jawan. Yeah. For calling the timeout when he did. Yeah. That was just rubbing salt into the wound. Mm-hmm. And maybe God's gotten back at the Wisconsin. They've played like shit ever since then. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So, true. <laughs> so anyway, no, I, I don't hate Juwan Howard. I just hate Michigan. I don't think they should have been in the tournament. I'm sorry. I don't think a 17 and 14 team should be in. I just don't. Okay. Let's... Just my thinking. Before we talk about Oakland uh, for a second, let's go. Listen, by the way, we had over 100 uh, entries into the bracket. Fantastic. That's fantastic, guys. Thanks, everybody, for playing. And uh, let me zoom in on this. Now, next year, we're going to charge everybody $5. So we'll probably have, what, eight? (laughs) Uh, We're going to charge everybody $5 and we're going to keep it. So, no, I'm kidding. Um, So uh, here we go. Top 10. I've got it up on the list or got it up on the screen here. So Chris Mayello, I think is how, or Mayello is how you say that, that person's name. He's on Twitter, and he was very happy. But he likes to quickly point out he picked Kentucky to win the yeah. national championship. So his max points are not very high. So he says no, that's going to hurt. He's going to speed hurt. and fade here. But he is the leader right now all by himself. Big 12 Cyclone, I'm not sure who that is. Uh, number two. R- well, Riggs. Aaron, look who he's got to win it. He has Iowa State to win it. So if, if Big they win it, gets Iowa State to win the national championship, we're all playing for second. That's right. <laughs> um, Riggs, 53 in third. Rando, 63611. R. Jink, 24. That's my friend from high school. He's in this thing. And 
Uh, he's doing pretty well. Tyson. Is that Rhino? Yeah. Yeah, that's Ryan Jenkins. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, Twitter PA Print Art, whoever that is, uh, tied for fourth. Greg wins, tied for seventh. Horse guy Mike uh, tied for seventh. Look at this. Trusty picks. Dennis Trusty tied for seventh. Duke fan three tied for seventh. And JoJo three, four, 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 one <laughs> tied for seventh. So there's, there's Clayton on there too. Uh, yeah, Clayton, I'm there tied for 12. Clayton Bagby, yeah. uh, another high school friend. So, um, yeah, we've got a very competitive bracket going into the next week. It should be fun. Yeah, I like uh, – who is this? Uh, Rando, 6'3", six, six, uh, fourth-place guy. I like uh, his, yeah. his – I like how many points he can get there. He's yeah. got He's got a contender. Uh, yeah, third-place guy. He doesn't – that's the max he can get. It's eleven. Yeah, third place guy here, one set or one thousand one hundred seventy. So he's in some trouble. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was talking to Ryan. He's got a shot. He, you he better believe it. Yeah. 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 He's yeah, and he's got Gonzaga. So yeah, Dennis yeah. can get a max of twelve seventy. Um. So he's going to need some luck, but he's in it, no doubt. The seventh place guy there, Greg. He's got a. He can get a max of fifteen ninety, and he's got Gonzaga. So yeah. Uh, yeah, this you guys are. It's 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 cool that we got a hundred. That's unbelievable. Yeah, and we're having a good time. We've been talking about it on Twitter. Uh, Horse guy Mike, I think that's Mike Pellerin on Twitter. Pretty sure it is. Uh, he's at fourteen thirty. Uh, another good guy as well. Uh, I'm sure all these people are good guys. I just don't know some of them by how they named their brackets. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Let's see. I'm like 95th. That's good. Um, <laughs> you're ahead of me, I bet. <laughs> you're Sydney. Sydney's 18th. Um, she can still get a max of 1330. Uh, let's see. Dr. Tang, uh, very popular horse tourney uh, player and a uh, good friend of the dudes. He's a tied for 25th. Just kind of see. Samich is tied for 25th, but he's done. He, he picked Kentucky. So. He can only get 720. So. There you are. Sooner 1420, you're tied for 34th. Oh, well, that's you can good. still get 1350. So you might make a move. Well, I rallied this. Uh, I rallied Saturday and Sunday. So here's the heartbreak. Okay, here it is. Heather right here is 34th. Oh. Going into Sunday, she was second. <laughs> and I, this, this woman was into it i'm telling she's cussing and she's throwing a fit at all these teams throwing shit he's like what that the uh, iowa state the first game oh she was getting mad anyway but as you see she for some reason she picked wisconsin to win it that's all right and she also had michigan state in the final four so you see she can only get a max of 510 points now but very upset she was very upset that's what that's happens true. you get upset yeah, she was mad. Aaron Mattingly, uh, another high school friend, he comments on the show from time to time, did a little bit earlier today. He's at 47th, but he has a max of 1,540, so he can, can rally. get hot and, uh, and get on a roll. Um, so uh, we'll see with him. We're, we're all rooting for him as well. Yeah, uh, Dennis, dude, this weekend watching basketball with her, funniest. She doesn't watch sports really, uh, especially basketball. Some of her comments were, were fantastic. During the Arkansas-New Mexico State game, she looked at me like a straight face, and she goes, like, why are these teams in this? Said, what do you mean? She's like, like, they're not very good. I said, how so? Why do you think that? She's like, they can't even make a, sh like a basket. 
<laughs> and I was like, you're right. They they literally can't. So. Uh, well, Sandy said <laughs> when the game was tied at the end of the game, she goes, what do they do now? Just tie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love it. Um, let's see. What was the game? The Michigan State game. She had Michigan State pick. Oh, she was mad when they lost. Oh, man. Really mad, so no, that's funny stuff. But that's what this does. If you if you fill out a bracket, you do yeah. you get interested in it. So I think I skipped over. I think that's uh, I think that's Kevin right there. Our your brother, my uncle. That's him. That's him. Yeah, tied for 18th. Forgot about him. Yeah. So oh, he did. He's doing all right. He's up there too. Yeah. Everybody's doing better. He than was. Me. I thought he was doing awful. The way he was griping at me, he texting me last night. Well, he misses one game. And, you know, that's yeah. the same way with Lindsay. Let's see where Lindsay is. Uh, Dave, didn't, Dave, didn't Dave do one? Look at me, 95th. Who? Dave uh, Barista. Then he oh, know? man. So I totally jinxed him. He was on uh, Blinkers Off, and he was 8-0. And I don't okay. think, like, Dave, it went downhill after I was bragging on you on that show. I'm okay. sorry. Yeah, Lindsay, Dave, Lindsay's 80th. Look, I'm 95th. Look, hey, there's Russ. Russ and I. <laughs> yeah, but you guys got a max there. You could get out of that. You, you well, know, yeah, yeah. You can pass a lot of people. Yeah, if, if I can get some, of course, I'll probably lose the rest of them. Lindsay is 80th. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, there's Mrs. Magic. She's 80th. Um, yeah. Where's Magic? Let's see. Oh, he probably bowed out. Ma no, Magic's 47th. Yeah, but he's got Villanova. So, yeah. He's all right. Yeah. Uh, again, Dave, I sincerely apologize. I definitely jinxed you. It's my fault. It's exactly my fault. Uh, JL, the final, he's going to get the final voice on the, on the talk before we move to Oakland real quickly. JSL's prediction, Michigan beats Duke in the championship game. Jawan ends Coach K's career by avenging the Fab Five's loss 30 years ago. That would be amazing if that happened, actually. Oh, God. Can you imagine the circus that's going to be if Coach K gets in the final game. If uh, if he gets in the final game, bet all your money on Duke because the officials are going to make sure Duke wins. So it felt like that was going to happen yesterday if that game got close. So yeah. I'm um, wondering too with Duke, uh, the farther they get, will the, will their players relax a little bit, or is the pressure of this being his last? potential last game every time they take the floor. Do you think that bothers them some? It might. It, might. it definitely might. I think I think it has a, a little bit throughout the season, especially like that last game at, at, at Cameron. Uh, I yeah. think it bothered him. I think so, too. I think that's an added pressure. I think the longer he, it goes, the worse it Yeah, and, and he's pretty good at handling those kind of situations, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, and I bet you he addresses that with his team. Yeah. Because – I've heard him a little bit. I mean, I'm sure it's going to bother him the last game. You can't do that for your whole life and not have it bother you. But I got a feeling he's had enough. I think he's had enough chasing these guys all over the country, trying to get them to come there and then make sure they stay out of trouble. I think he's, I think he's ready. Uh, Russ says never in his life has he gone 17 for 32 in the first round. Yeah. Russ, I'm, a, I'm, I was sitting there at the end of the first round and I was like, you know, I, I think we have a website now where we cover this. And it's yeah, like, I know. I've never done this bad. No. I've never done this bad. I went eight and eight the first day. Eight and eight. I know. And I'm usually 12 and four. Yeah. If I'm 11 and five, I'm pissed off. I well, went eight fact, and eight. 
the first round is usually where I do the best. It's usually mm-hmm. like the next like sweet 16s that I'm, I lose, but I don't know. I missed every eight, nine game, every single one of them. Yeah. And those are toss up games and I missed every single one of them. Yeah. yeah. And Jenna says he's never done this good. Any game that was close, I missed it. Every yeah. one of them. I was yeah. Chattanooga. So mad. So mad. Chattanooga had that game the whole time. Maybe they didn't trail the whole game and lost. Wow. That's just amazing. But it oh, was yeah. sorry to circus for Coach K you know, cutting away as he enters the building. I mean, it's it's wild. Uh yeah, Mark says they got a two seat because of Coach oh, K. Okay. Yeah, I feel like everybody uh yeah. yeah. Uh, Lindsay also said, where she's ever been. Yeah. I won a group contest last year, and now I only have half yeah. of the team. And, you know, the bad thing is, to me, this was the best four days I can remember in a long time. As yeah. far as the games and the closeness oh, yeah, and all the overtimes. And I'm sitting here doing so shitty that I can't enjoy it. Yeah. You know, I'm sitting there going, well, after day one, I thought, oh, I told Sandy, I said, well, I because I trashed my bracket after Kentucky got me. I said, the heck with this. And I said, now I can just sit back and enjoy it. But you know what? I still can't. I still get pissed off when I miss them. <laughs> Even though I'm out of it, I still get I still get mad. Pretty much. I was mad the whole time, yeah. I just yeah. I, can't, I just kept, like, every game coming down to the wire. It's like, all right, this could be a big upset. I got this one picked. <laughs> I know. I looked at Heather at the Chattanooga game. I was like, that's it. Like, I'm not looking at this thing again. I don't care anymore. But then you look, and, like, she's in second. I'm like, okay, I'll root for you, even though I know. Wisconsin well, is not going to win the championship, but you know, whatever. I told Sandy next year, I'm going to do it in five minutes. That's it. Yep. I'm submitting it and forget it. Yeah. Won't happen. Probably the easiest. All right. Let's transition real quick to Oklahoma. It. Uh, it was Whitmore Day last Saturday at Oakland Park. And uh, boy, it was a lot of fun. They, they had Whitmore lead the post parade for the Whitmore Stakes, the new, uh, formerly the Hot Springs, now the Whitmore Stakes. And Bob's Edge wins for Larry Jones and Louis Q, Luis Quinonez. I thought it was cool on Whitmore Day to have a couple of old Oakland uh, jockeys and trainers, guys that have been around there forever win. So that's number one. That was a pretty cool moment for Whitmore. Yeah, I thought it was too, Aaron. I'm glad you brought that up because I would I would have forgot to mention Louis Q. Yeah. Um, when <laughs> – they're letting me have it here uh, – <laughs> Cindy, Cindy makes a valid point. She goes, it's because you didn't think teams should be in the tournament and played against them. You're absolutely yeah. right, Cindy. Cindy just hit it right on the head, and I was wrong about every damn one of them. So. Okay, let me write that down. Next year, bet on the teams you don't think should be in the tournament. Okay, I've got it. I'm putting. I'm making a list of how I can yes. how I can do better. It's, um, it's it's sad because she's a hundred percent right. Absolutely, there's no question. So. Anyway, no, I bet on San Diego State, and I really are not San Diego, whatever they South Dakota State, because of you, Cindy. Yeah, it's your fault. I didn't think they'd beat Providence. Anyway, uh, let's get into this, because this was awesome. This was an awesome day if you're an Oakland fan. But back to Louis Q. When I first started going to Oakland and become in, became interested in horse racing, and Aaron, you probably remember this too. Yeah, Louis Q was the guy. Yeah, he was the jockey. He yeah. was the number one jockey at Oakland, and at Remington Park in Oklahoma City, you couldn't beat Louis Q. And I don't know what happened. Maybe you do, Aaron. I don't know whether he just kind of slowed down and didn't want as many mounts, or they decided he got too old. 
I, I don't know. He used to ride for Asmussen, and 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 that's why he won a lot of races. And then Steve went somewhere else, went with somebody else. But I thought that was so cool that he won that. Uh, and uh, of course, the star of the show was Whitmore. And for those of you that don't follow Oakland, Whitmore is a rock star at at Oakland. Uh, just a cool horse, uh, a champion. Uh, and this is not horse racing's fault. There's nothing to do about this. But what makes this so cool is he was a gelding, so there was no reason to retire him and make money off of him being a stallion. So we got to watch him so many times, and he came through for us. And this is what's lacking with horse racing, and there's nothing we can do about it because – you're in horse racing when you got a great horse, you make money off of him as a stallion. Mm -hmm. And you have to do that. So we don't get to we don't get to see these champions run over and over and over again. And what was he, Aaron? Eight when he won the Breeders' Cup sprint, or was he seven? I think he was seven when he won, and then he ran as an eight-year-old. Yeah. And he ran, he was in the Breeders' Cup sprint four times. Mm -hmm. I doubt if any horse has been in it four times. Maybe they have, because those great horses don't they go to stud. Yeah. You know, and they don't get to run. And uh, just a tremendous horse mm -hmm. and uh, mean, just a mean horse. He, he's, uh, as Moquetta sa said many times, he's king of the barn. Yeah. And uh, if you want to any, see anything cool about Whitmore, go to uh, YouTube and type in Dawn at uh, Oakland. And yeah. there's a 35 minute video on the history of Whitmore and it's fascinating. It's really interesting if you're interested in that kind of stuff. So that was great. I, I enjoyed it. They had Whitmore come out and lead the post parade and they thought he might go nuts because he's he's kind of crazy, but he was perfect. Yeah. He looked fantastic. He did. And they don't know what they're going to do with him yet. They're trying to decide whether to they'd like to make him a stable uh pony, I think. Yeah. But they're not sure he he would like to do that. So Great horse, though. Loved it. I loved every minute. I was just almost had tears in my eyes. I, and I, I was kicking myself that I didn't go. I yeah. should have went because the weather was perfect. Anyway. Yeah, it was it was cool. And, and like, yeah, uh, Bree says as well, yeah, he, uh, Whitmore behaved. They were kind of worried that he might not do that. Uh, Whitmore, he, he was the boss of the barn, like you said. Uh, he would run through a brick wall. That horse was tough. He just liked to run, stayed around a long time. And when he was at his best, he was very, very tough to beat. So uh, that was that was really cool to see him and to see that race. It was a really good race. Uh, you know, Hollis uh, and, and Greeley and Ben ran hard in that race and set, set it up for Bob's Edge and Tulane Trist to kind of come up for first and second. It was a good race, really good race. You kind of won it like Whitmore does, too. Yeah, came from off of it. Yeah. Kind of really cool. But uh, how about this? You go two races later in the Essex. Rated R Superstar, which is kind of like Whitmore in oh. a way. The nine-year-old gelding wins his second stakes of the meet at Oakland. This one in super impressive fashion. He rounds the corner and just blows by <laughs> them. Easy win. Rated R Superstar, the nine-year-old gelding wins the Essex. That was I think he got a 99 buyer. Yeah which I believe is the highest he's ever gotten his whole career. I yep. think that's what I read. I know he got a 99. Yeah. Nine years old, grade two. This is not a doggy race he won. There were some good horses in it. Grade two at Oakland as a nine-year-old. I would have to look that up, but I bet you that's never happened. I'm just going to guess. Yeah. 
that that has never happened. Um, one of my all-time favorites too, and I'm partial to these kind of horses uh, because you get to know them. Mm-hmm. You get to know them, and you you like you see them. If you're a horse racing fan like we are, and, and we're either at the track or, or we see them on TV on uh, Twin Spires a lot. Um, you just almost can identify him when you see him, you know, mm-hmm. and he just is a runner. He's just a runner. He just, he's one of those special, special horses that just likes to run. And uh, this is two stakes wins at Oakland in this meet as a nine-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> he may have won one before uh, January. I don't know, but uh, we know the connections. Uh, mm-hmm. You do a lot more in course than I do. Uh, Danny Caldwell, uh, got to be the greatest claim he's ever made. Yeah, it's it's up there with Domain's rap, I would say. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. But it's this one's probably better. It's probably and, and, and we told this story before. I remember texting you. Danny is a tremendous judge of horses. Yeah, um, he is a great claimer, and uh, he usually claims five thousand, seventy five hundred, ten thousand dollar claimers. Takes him to Prairie Meadows, Remington, and gets his money back real quick. Yeah. And he's a master. He's the best. He never claims a $50,000 horse. Never. And uh, he claimed uh, Rated R Superstar, I think, when he was seven mm-hmm. for $50,000. And he hadn't won a race in I don't know how long. Now, he'd been in some big-time races. This horse would have won a lot more. Yeah, he's been in a lot of tough races that he really didn't belong in, including the one Saturday. <laughs> well, he belonged Saturday. Yeah, but still, maybe not two years ago. Right. Yeah. But anyway, and I texted you. I said, "What is Andy or what is uh, Danny doing?" Yeah. <laughs> and he knew what he was doing, and he's doubled and tripled his money now from this horse. And I don't know, did you see him interviewed after the race? Mm-hmm. I thought he was classy. Um, yeah. And I remember when he did this, I said, Danny's trying to class up his barn a little bit. And yeah. he said that, didn't yeah. he? He said it made our barn classy. Yeah. This horse. And I think Danny wanted to have a horse of this caliber. In his I barn. think when he claimed Domain's rap, he took that risk and he had success. And I think his kind of, without asking him, I think his strategy is I want one. Like yeah. That. And then all the rest of them will be my level, but I want that one that we can run in these bigger races. So yeah, yeah, Danny, yeah. Danny goes to Oakland and yeah. he does okay. Yeah, but he 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 replenishes his stable. He claims yeah. horses. What's crazy about this horse? He wins at Oakland and he really doesn't win when they go to Prairie Meadows or Remington all that much. He That's is true. an Oakland horse through he and is. through. You're yeah. right. And Domain's rap was good at Oakland too. Mm-hmm. And uh, biggest race Danny's ever won. Yeah. First graded stakes win for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say David Cabrera, who was the jockey, that may have been his biggest win. I, I can't. I was trying to think off the top of my head. I know he's won some graded stakes. I'm, it may be his biggest one, though. Yeah. Um, I know he's won a few at Remington. I, I couldn't quite remember. But, yeah, yeah he might have won a huge win. Let me ask you this. When is he going? Is what's holding him back from becoming elite as a David Cabrera? Yeah. 
Well, I mean, where he rides and who he rides for. That's that's the answer. Um, He's obviously good. He, you know, that's no no disrespect to to, to Danny and, and Federico Villafranco, uh, but they don't have that high right. caliber of horse, you know. Um, and you're going to ride at Remington and in in Prairie Meadows or Lone Star and Oakland. I mean, yeah, you could get on a couple at Oakland, but. Uh, yeah. You're not. You're just not going to get to that elite level, you know, riding at those tracks. So, kind of like Ramon Vasquez, uh, yeah. a guy that has been under Danny, and now he's kind of moved on and, and got mm-hmm. his bigger outfits. Uh, you know, he's he's trying. He's doing the best he can. He's going to Santa Anita and going to try to 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 attract some yeah. some, some bigger mounts. But that's the key. I mean, uh, you you know, you're, you're kind of pigeonholed in those smaller tracks when you when you run there and you may have great success but you're not going to get to that elite and, and the bottom line is we're worrying about him he's making a lot of money at these smaller tracks because oh, yeah. he's, winning, he's winning big time yeah. and, and just real quick with cabrera okay. 2020 Remington park oaks exactly i we were there i knew that i knew that i knew the answer to that i couldn't was that it. like a grade two or uh the Remington park oaks is a grade three so, I mean, the Essex would be considered a better race than that, yeah. for sure. That may have been the biggest purse he'd ever raced for. Yeah, think? I think Rimming at Park Oaks is like 200000 yeah. 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 And yes, Ramon Vasquez was on Uno, Uno Hope, so yeah. that's, a, that's probably... And these guys, are, these guys are great jockeys. I've watched Cabrera. Cabrera's uh, Sandy's favorite. She'll bet. Yeah, he's he, fantastic. Yeah, he is. And uh, I don't know, and personally, uh, I this is dumb, but him and his little family were sitting by, he was done racing one day and at Oakland and Sandy and I were down there and he's got the cutest little kid you've ever seen and such a perfect little family. And they came and sat by us and just nice as could be, seems to be the real deal. And yeah, I was just so happy for him. And that was just a cool, cool day. I yeah, and, and to get these kind of the, the smaller jockeys that are, are, are good and nice guys. I've never met uh, Cabrera. Um, seems like a nice guy. Uh, Ramon Vasquez. I've met him several times. Have you? Good guy. Really good guy. Yeah. Uh, David Cohen. Nice, nice guy. Really yeah. nice guy. Yeah. You know, those are kind of your middle of the road, not to us and not around the, these parts, but if they go to bigger tracks, you know, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just, it, it is what it is. You got to ride for those big time yeah. outfits. And uh, Mark mentioned Luke Hugh here again. Do you think, Aaron, that he just kind of toned it back a little bit? Or do you think people lost confidence in him? What Steve Ashton fired him. I mean, that's. And that just was it. It's hard to come back. Because he that. used to run for Donnie K. I mean, of course, Donnie K was big time at Remington and he was running for him then. Yeah, and Donnie Kay's not very good, and he's struggling. Yeah, so I, I guess that's. I guess it's just kind of the luck of the whole thing, isn't it? It's just kind of because Luke Hughes in the Hall of Fame at Remington. I mean, yeah. he's one of the all-time leading. Riders. I mean, Luke Hughes, a solid jock, and uh, yeah, uh, another horse. Uh, I actually met Luke Hughes. Uh, uh, Alternation uh, was a horse Luke Hughes yes. to win the Oakland yes. Handicap, and. Uh, the morning of the Oakland handicap, I went out to watch uh, Alternation Gallop, and of course, thankfully, uh, you know, to have good friends like the Von Hemels, I knew when they were going to gallop and all that stuff, and went out and, and watching Gallop with Louis Cube, one of the nicest guys. I mean, just a really, really nice guy. And so, anyway, um, yeah, yeah, he's rode a lot of really good horses, like Mark said, Senior Buscador, Officer Rocket, Sudden Breaking News. Yeah, 
You what know? was that other good one, Donnie? Hit Caleb's posse. I'm Caleb's sure posse. Now, Louis Q didn't write Caleb's. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yes. Yeah. He, he did. Louis Q. A lot of people don't realize Louis Q worked out uh, curling. He was he was the workout guy. That's for, right. He yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was Asmussen's main guy when curling came along. Yeah, and he didn't get that mount, but uh, yeah, he 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 worked him out and uh, brought him along there. Yeah. So yeah, these guys. You know they don't uh, they don't get a lot of uh, respect nationally, but like I said, they're they're fantastic riders and they're good guys. Yep, they are. So it was just a great day at Oakland. It really was. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. I had a, had a really good time uh, watching that. Uh, Charles says some jocks give a good effort and others don't. David and Ramon try hard, and it's kind of refreshing for the sport. David Cohen can't trust shady writer. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's not a shady writer. Dennis says, though, he is. Dennis does not like David Cohen. David Cohen doesn't like him. So, well, Dennis, I echo the statements. David Cabrera, Ramon Vasquez, they, they try every time. Every time. Ramon, uh, honest to God, I would trust Ramon over about anybody. I really, really would. I've always liked Ramon Vasquez. Yeah, I have too. Um, and like I said, real humble guy. Really, really like him. Really like it. Yeah. People don't realize how tough a job it is to be a jockey. It is so tough. You get in that a slump. And it's hard to trust David Cohen because of his shame. Well, that's what I was going to say, Mark. That's fair. And if that's what you meant, Charles, I'm with you. Yeah, I could. I, I get you on that one. Mark made a good, <laughs> kind of funny comment. The Blues traded uh, Sunquist today, and yeah, in Detroit, and he wanted to know if there's any good dentists in. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sonny needs a little bit of some dental work, but anyway, uh, uh, I, yeah, I jockey man, you get in a rut and you can't win, and the trainer's got he can't win either, and he's got to blame somebody, and you're going to get the blame, and and then you got to go find somebody else to ride for, and uh, you know, I think Charles you can't trust uh, trust him on his bets. I I think. I don't want to put this. I, I don't think you're wrong, number one. Number two. You're talking about Deodoro? Yeah. Well, talking about Cohen. Oh. Um, some Deodoro horses don't show up. And it's probably not because of the jockey. Is kind of how I'll put it. Like, sometimes they don't take to whatever Theodora's program is and they just don't show up. I mean, that's the best way I could put it yeah. without going any further. You know, I'm not into horse racing like a lot of you guys are that's on here. I never, I don't ever get into whether I think the jockey's going to cheat me or not. I got enough to worry about without worrying about that. I Yeah. I just don't because I figure they need the money or they're trying to win too. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, but I get, you know, I think with Cohen, he align yourself with that person. It's a great business decision, but you're always going to get comments like that. You yeah, know, true. So that's kind of, but again, he does win a lot of races for him. Yeah. So he's got to ride for him. He's got a million horses too. That's the other thing you got to consider here. 
Yeah. You're going to turn a guy down that wins a lot of races just because he's kind of shady? Or are you going to ride for some really good guy that can't win a race? I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. I, I mean, you can ride for Randy Morse or somebody. And I think Randy Morse has got the prettiest horses I've ever seen in my life, but they can't run. Yeah. No, he can't win races. They're can't. the prettiest horses I've ever seen. You know that too, Aaron. We've said that a million times. You see a Randy Morse horse. And there may be a Lucas horse and an Aspison horse and everybody else in there. His is the best looking. I, I mean, they all look good, but my God, his are awesome. They're just unbelievably good. Uh, well groomed. Yeah. As far as paddock goes, how they look at a paddock, Randy Morris and Ron Moquette are definitely oh, gorgeous. They're yeah. just gorgeous. And Steve Aspison brings over really good looking. Well, he does. And of course, Lucas's are gorgeous. Yeah, they are. So, and yeah, Magic said, hey, writing for uh, Tim Glashaw makes you feel good. Writing for Bob Baffert makes you rich. So <laughs> I think that's what I was trying to say, Magic, and you've done it again. You you hit the nail right on the head. Yeah, how was dark, Magic? Let me know, because uh, I've got about ten, five minutes. I'm going to be watching it. Um, yeah, that's that's uh, that's what it is, you know. And yeah, Rob Atras, uh, assistant for Deodoro. Um, yeah, he's doing great. You know, he, he learned from the best when it comes to that. Uh, that's it. I'm not, I'm not getting into this. I'm not getting into this. No, we don't need to go there. No, no, we don't. We don't. But listen, bottom line, I was out one night at Hot Springs. I met David Cohen. I came up. He really like nice guy. I like him. I like David Cohen. Yep. He's my guy. He's my favorite. Him and Ramon, those are my two guys. I will say this, and I've not met a whole lot of trainers, but I've never met one that I thought, was it was i never met one that i didn't like just let me put it that way now i've not as met them years huh as far as trainers you haven't met yeah. one you didn't like no no i don't go up to the ones i don't like um let me think i've talked to i've talked to several and they're all really friendly guys i can't um I've never met tell one. You if I didn't like him too. Um, I never met one that brushed me off. How about that? Yeah, Chris Hartman's kind of a smart ass. Well, I've never talked to him. But he's he wasn't unfriendly. Yeah, I've never talked to him. I didn't. I I like him. Um, yeah, I I can't think of any of. Them I know. Either. I know. I, I and I've seen him in in uh, in line to bet. Yeah, you know, and most of them are very not not very. I have not seen very many of them, but I've seen some. And uh, uh, well, Cox wasn't a jerk to me. No, no, he hasn't ever been a jerk to me. But of course, Charles, you probably weren't slobbering all over him like I was. Um, I think Aspison's a great guy. Now, there's times when I can tell I've seen Aspison so many times. Yeah. I can tell when he's pissed, and you stay away. You don't you don't go bother somebody when their horse didn't do very very well. You probably know? the same with Cox. Some yeah, days probably. you might need to stay away from him, but overall, yeah, he's pretty friendly. Yeah, remember that uh, time we ran into uh, uh, Randy Morse in the donut shop down yeah, there? Yeah, really nice guy. Nice person. Talk to us, you yeah. know. Um, oh, I got one. Kelly Von Hemel. That guy's a jerk. Oh. Yeah, he's kind of, he's kind of, yeah, he's, he's rough. He's okay. His son's a real piece of work, though. <laughs> well, maybe you just hit the nail on the head. When you got a son like that, how can you be happy? Well, that's true. Yeah, he's got to be up all hours of the night worried about that idiot. So. <laughs> 
now no, we don't want people to think that we're knocking them. They're the best. No, they're the best. I don't yeah. know about Kelby, but <laughs> well, no, he he's the best. Too. He uh, Kelby shoot welder the other day. He sent me a picture. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Welder's going to run, or is he just? No, gonna... he's got a, He does a. He does another job at the barn. Like he leads out horses with. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's uh, he shoot him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We should see Kelb next week. We all should. We all should. Two weeks, I guess. Um, yeah. Gosh, I'm trying to think. I, yeah, I like everybody. It's all funny, right. uh, Donnie K. Donnie K. Von Hemel. Um, been around him. Was around him a lot, obviously, because he's with his brother Kelly at Oakland, and never would really say anything other than hi to us. Wasn't mean, but just like really quiet. So. When he got sudden breaking news into the Kentucky Derby, uh, we asked if he would come on the blinkers off. And uh, he said, yeah. And Jared and I were both like, like, I don't think this guy really likes us. Like, he's never really even like yeah. smiled at us. But Donnie K is like very quiet. I think he's shy, really. He's I do too. Super quiet. So we get on the phone and I'm like, I don't know how this is going to go. Like, I don't think this guy likes I us. This. I remember he got on and he gave the best, he like did. the nicest. Before we get on the air, we go, "Hey, hey, Donnie, it's racing dudes." He goes, "Hey, man, how when are you guys getting here?" And it's like, I know. "Who are you? Like, who is this guy?" You know, he just was really just the nicest person. And I don't know, like since that interview, I see him. He's, I don't know. It's weird. I know. I remember too about him because if you see him at the track, he doesn't say a word to anybody. He's very intense. Like I think he he's is. Just he into is. It. Yeah. And he was on, uh, used to, uh, Terry Wallace, the yeah. legendary track announcer at Oakland, would have a, a Saturday morning radio show. Mm-hmm. And he had Donnie on as his guest. And that's when I first saw or heard Donnie's personality. Yeah. He was funny. And he got on and said, well, I guess you're desperate if you have me on today, but I'll do my best to try yeah. to. <laughs> and he was funny and he was really good. And and yeah. you're right. And I, I think he is shy and I think he's intense. Yeah, and he struggled in the last few years too. <laughs> He's probably not as happy to be at the racetrack. Is yeah, he? I think that's it. It's just it's just funny because like you know his brother Kelly, he has a personality and he, you you see it, you know. But he's not real outgoing. Now, he's not he really he's outgoing. Good. But he's, I mean, he's you he you know that he's your friend. You know what I mean? Like yeah, the thing about him, he always, cause you know, he doesn't know me like he does you, of course, but he always looks at me and he all, I can tell he knows who I am. Yeah. And then I'll tell him, Hey, I'm Aaron's dad. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, and he's, yeah. Yeah. Donnie just does. I just don't think he has any interest in uh, socializing. So no. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. No, no, yeah. I, I love Donnie. I think he's been super, super, super nice. Yeah. So, uh, Roger Atfield is one for me. Good or bad on that? I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know Roger. Um, but yeah. Uh, anyway, we could go on and on. Uh, yeah. Kind of guys, all nice. Uh, Chad Summers is a guy. If you ever get a chance to talk to him, <laughs> it's worth it. He's a he's a great guy. He's full of shit, but he is a good guy. Uh, anyway, all right, that's it. So, okay, we're gonna get off here. We'll be back. Uh, we're gonna do a Wednesday show again, right? That's up to you. Yeah, we're going to do – so what we'll do, we'll do a Wednesday show to talk about the games coming up on Thursday and Friday of the tournament. We, uh, we'll decide whether it'll be a noon or night. I would just soon do a night, but we'll see. I think – so AEW's on Wednesday night, so it doesn't come on until 7, so I think 5 o'clock on Wednesday. What about that? How about 
about <laughs> why? I'm going to eat my supper off early, but I guess I can do it one day. <sighs> All right. Okay. We'll be on at 5 or 5.30. I'm just thinking of our audience. I don't want to inconvenience them. Yeah. Um, you know. Can't well, you? Listen, we're growing can't, somehow, so. Can't you? <laughs> that is really weird. Uh, oh, Dennis says noon. Um, he is our number one fan. But uh, anyway, uh, that's scary. Uh to be in, to be decided later. I can yeah, eat my supper earlier. That's okay. That's not a problem. We'll see. Maybe five thirty. I got plans at six on Thursday. Okay. Well, that listen. This is gonna be Wednesday, Russ. Well, that, no, it's Wednesday. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not airing during AW on Wednesday. That's enough. No, no You're problem. not what? I'm not being on. I am a hard out at seven on Wednesdays. Just just so you know. Uh, okay. Okay, well, uh, it'll take too long. No, probably 45 minutes or so. Um, sorry, so. Isaac, you are number one. I'm sorry. Yeah, Isaac is number one. That's true. Hogs games Thursday. Yeah, we're going to do it Wednesday. All right, we'll do Wednesday. 5.30 is fine. We'll do Wednesday at 5.30. Um, we will be back talking all the NCAA games. Um, see if there's anything else to talk about. Uh, yeah, we ran out of time for the hockey. We plan on doing some hockey talk. Maybe we'll do it on uh, yeah, we will. Wednesday. Yeah, so. All right, guys, we're going to get out of here. Um, thanks, everybody, for joining us. We'll be back, like I said, on Wednesday. And I uh, hope you guys have a good rest of your evening. And like I said, we'll see you next time. Thank you, guys. This has been a presentation of RacingDudes.com, your destination for all things horse racing and sports betting. Whether you want free winners, expert insider picks, up-to-the-minute trackside weather reports, or podcasts and videos for bettors of all skill levels. Never make another wager without visiting the Racing Dudes first.